In our brand new series, What Does Love Require of Me? It is important to remember that we actually demonstrate our love for God by loving others. In part one of our series, we addressed the question, what is my calling in life? And we concluded that our calling in life is to learn to love God in the context of community. And that fulfilling Jesus' commandment, the great commandment, to love God and love others, would be impossible in isolation. We need to worship together, and we need to fellowship together. In part two of our series, we address the question, do my words really matter? We concluded that, yes, our words really do matter, because we are required to communicate words of loving kindness, encouragement, praise and gratitude in order to show people they are loved and to make Jesus known to them through our words. And today, I'll be asking the question, why should I serve others? Why should I serve others? So the Apostle Paul is the author of the Epistle to the Galatians, and it was particularly prominent during the Reformation. It was a polemic against how the church at Galatia had perverted the gospel message. Paul's epistle Romans instructed us to be grounded in doctrine. His epistle to the Corinthians instructed us to be guided in our practice. And his epistle to the Galatians instructs us to be guarded against error. Galatians became the battle cry of the Reformation because of its emphasis on liberation through the gospel message of Jesus Christ, the good news. And in the letter, Paul had to reprimand the Galatian church because a very legalistic gospel had emerged, which of course was no gospel at all, Paul argued. Paul refers to them as the Judaizers, the Judaizers, the legalists. And they saw faith in Jesus as necessary, but insisted it was inadequate. They were adamant about implementing Old Testament practices such as circumcision and other laws that were binding. Paul is teaching that love and service have replaced law and bondage. Love and service have replaced law and bondage. Furthermore, Christian liberty is not a license to sin, but an opportunity to serve. We're free now to serve others. People in society could be forgiven for the assumption or misconception that being called to serve God is reserved only for those who are missionaries, evangelists, ministers, pastors, chaplains, priests, monks, nuns, or clergy of any tradition. But I would argue that the vocation of every disciple of Jesus is to serve God by serving others. We've not been saved by Jesus to isolate ourselves away from his people. We've not been saved to speak hurtful words that cause hurt. Neither have we been saved to withhold our actions of love towards others. 
until we've experienced the transformational power of God's love in our hearts. We are enslaved by our own selfish interests, bad habits, and all the things that hinder us lurking in our hearts from our pasts. We're all naturally selfish. It's the human inclination. We're bombarded with adverts that promote self-indulgence. The message is that we should do things our way. We're told, do what's best for you. Look out for number one. Unfortunately, we've often embraced these mantras of our age. Because most of the time, we've been more interested in serving ourselves than serving others. Sometimes, we don't feel we can serve others because we're more concerned about protecting our own interests. Or perhaps we feel that some tasks are beneath us. Maybe we've been exploited in the past and we're afraid of being taken advantage of. Or maybe you feel that any acts of service that you offer will be inadequate. To answer the question, why should I serve others? We have to look at Jesus' life. One thing we will notice about Jesus' life is that when people needed help, he stopped for them. Individual people and multitudes of crowds from all classes of society frequently stopped Jesus for numerous reasons. They needed his teaching, his comfort, his protection, his healing, his wisdom, his hope. And often people saw him as the answer to their problems. Jesus didn't see these interruptions as irritating or inconveniencing. He saw the interruptions as divine opportunities to demonstrate God's love to those in desperate need. The people that Jesus helped experienced the love of God through his acts of service. Have you heard the cliche, actions speak louder than words? Yep. Yep, we've all heard the cliche. As we discovered last week, our words are very important, but our actions are also important. And they are the evidence of what we say. Remember the Apostle James teaches us that faith without deeds is dead. It is important to communicate our love through our words. But for some people, they will know we love them when we show we love them. Jesus often expressed his love through action. And I believe he is calling us to demonstrate acts of loving service whenever we can, wherever we can. In the parable of the Good Samaritan, Jesus taught that the Samaritan willingly laid down his agenda to help someone in need. Furthermore, that individual happened to be a foreigner. 
and a stranger? Are we willing to lay aside our agenda when someone we come across is in need of our help? Are we willing to be inconvenienced for the sake of demonstrating the love of God? Do you remember the story of the woman who had a reputation for, for living a sinful life, but who anointed Jesus' feet with her tears and with an expensive perfume? Her actions towards Jesus were an overflow from her heart, and Jesus responded by telling her that her faith had saved her. Jesus received the woman's undivided attention. She showed him love and kindness. And even though she had been rejected and ostracized by her community and by society, she was still able to act in love. In the Middle East at the time of Jesus, people wore sandals and the streets were very dusty and dirty. It was custom for the servant of a household to wash the feet of guests as they arrived. The Pharisee, who had invited Jesus into his house, did not show Jesus such courtesy. The Pharisee would have been a respected leader within the community and familiar with the distinction between proper and improper behavior. Yet he failed in his basic demonstration of hospitality by not offering Jesus provisions for cleaning his feet. But the woman, the woman, who was at the bottom of the social hierarchy, cleaned his feet with her tears. And her act of service was a reflection of her love and faith in God. Jesus repeatedly exhibits acts of service, which were always an expression of love and faith. It is important to know that Jesus didn't serve others out of obligation or duty or fear. Jesus served others because of his compassion for people who were hurting, for people who were burdened, for people who were hopeless. He had compassion on the people who were outcast and lonely. Jesus' actions flowed from his heart of love for them. And he never once served anyone without loving them without having love in his heart for them. His acts of service were motivated completely by his love. Gary Chapman, who teaches about love languages, describes acts of service as one of the foundational and fundamental ways to express love. He argues that true love finds its expression in acts of service. A service given freely and not out of fear. Acts of service that are a choice flowing from the personal discovery that it is far more blessed to give than it is to receive. 
Acts of service, brothers and sisters, are at the heart of our faith as disciples. In the gospel accounts, Jesus repeatedly served others and taught about the importance of serving others. One powerful way he demonstrated the importance of serving others was when he washed the disciples' feet. When Jesus took a bowl and a towel and proceeded to wash the disciples' feet, he was teaching them about the importance of expressing our love for people through our acts of service. He then instructed his disciples to go and follow his example. Don't worry, I'm not going to ask you to take off your shoes and socks and wash each other's feet. It's not quite as culturally relevant now as it was then, but it's definitely as shocking. We don't want people on the street to find out that we just want them to wash, to come in so we can wash their feet, do we? But once Jesus had finished washing their feet, he said to them, I have set before you an example that you should do as I have done for you. We must obey Jesus and follow his example, looking for relevant appropriate and genuine ways of lovingly serving others. As we have seen through Jesus' example, faith lives through loving action and service. The act of washing the disciples' feet was shocking. And initially, Peter was horrified by the idea I think Peter felt this act of service was beneath Jesus. This act of service was for a slave, a servant. But Jesus was willing to do it. Nothing was beneath him. We must follow his example of loving service for others. Certainly in the ancient world, people in positions of power saw servants as small insignificant, unimportant, and dispensable. Not Jesus. Jesus doesn't see the servant-hearted in this way. He calls his people to be servant-hearted, generous-hearted people, and communicators of God's love through their actions. Jesus' life is the ultimate example of what it means to be a servant to others. And he revealed that people who lovingly serve others demonstrate greatness in the kingdom of God. There was no task too menial for Jesus. He specialized in acts of service that most people would try to avoid. He washed feet. He helped children. He provided food and drink. He met financial needs. He protected the vulnerable. He touched the sick and comforted people who were in trouble or troubled. Nothing was beneath him because his service flowed from his love. So, why? Why should I serve others? Why should we serve others? Because people will know we love them when we show them. 
as we continue to grow as disciples of Jesus. We know he's calling us to respond to the needs of others in practical ways. Remember, Jesus said, even giving a cup of cold water in my name is an act of love. There is nothing too small. There are so many needs in our world. And it is our responsibility to respond to them wherever we can and however we can. And we do this through the love of Jesus and the equipping of the Holy Spirit. How can you share the love of Christ in a practical way? As we've been reminded, there is no insignificant act of service done in Jesus' name. Maybe it's smiling at a stranger, opening a door for someone, responding to someone who is begging on the street, washing dirty dishes, putting out the garbage, troubleshooting someone's IT problems, phoning someone, or lending your jump leads when they have a flat car battery. The list is as endless as are the needs. So as disciples of Jesus, our question is not why should I serve others? It should be, how can I serve others today? How can I serve others today? If we're called to serve others, then what does love require of me? When we demonstrate acts of service, we reveal the kindness, mercy, thoughtfulness and love of God. We love people when we genuinely look for ways to make life more tolerable for them. When we look to the interests of others above our own, we are demonstrating God's love working in our lives, in our hearts. And when we want to bless others through our actions, we reveal God's heart of love for them. We should serve others because Jesus asks us to. And because by serving others, we reveal what God is like. And we show the recipients of our actions that God genuinely cares for them. Our challenge this week is to find appropriate and loving ways to serve others through our actions. Holy hands are the ones that get dirty. And they get dirty for the benefit of loving others. Acts of service communicate that we value someone enough to be inconvenienced. We value them enough to get dirty. We value them enough to go without in order for them to experience the face and the hands of Jesus. When Jesus washed the disciples' feet, it was an intimate moment for them, and it was unforgettable. As disciples of Jesus, let's lavish acts of kindness on others. 
acts of love upon them so that they cannot forget that moment where they have encountered Jesus for themselves. That's my encouragement today. That we lavish our love upon others through our service to them, just like Jesus did. Amen. I'll lead us in a prayer of response. Lord, thank you for your call on our lives to be your disciples. Thank you that you've called each one of us to belong to your family. Help us to choose you with the way we live our lives and to choose your way of love. Loving together, loving with our words, loving with our acts of service in building your kingdom here at North Street Church, in Taunton and beyond. In Jesus' name, amen.